Yo, what's up? It's your boy Jack back with an episode intro real quick. Wanted to say first, there were some audio issues recording this. Sometimes the mic would feed back. Sometimes the feed would go from stereo to mono, but it's something you haven't heard before. Uh, the other part, just in terms of clarification or corrections from the episode, what happened to that boy was only Clips and Birdman. There was not another featured artist. Lil Wayne did pose in 2006 on Vibe Magazine, not Complex, like I said, with Bape Clothing, because we wanted to clarify what part of the beef that was. And the last point... I did give Stan Kroenke credit for building a privately funded stadium in Inglewood. Technically accurate, but to David's point, the builders of the stadium are looking maybe for tax breaks and exemptions. But enough of the chitter-chatter. Now let's go into episode 8 of Underemployed. Drop that beat! I'm from Virginia, where ain't shit to do but cook. Pack it up, sell it triple price, fuck the books. Where we re-up, relocate, re-off Alright y'all, welcome back to Underemployed. This is episode 8. Uh, I am coming, of course, from the illustrious Falls Church, Virginia. And David, you are, I assume, coming from your new place in Fredericksburg? No, not quite. Uh, we don't have internet at the new place yet, so I came all the way back to the trap. Uh, this episode. <laughs> Amongst other things. Laundry. Some more cleaning. But, you know. Lost memories. Yes. You know. To find the gold that I know Colin stashed somewhere in this house. Colin, I know you're listening. Uh, just, you know, just tell us where it is, all right, man? Just, just stop hiding all the good stuff for yourself, all right? Yeah, make life easier on us, Mackie. Um, so how has the move overall been going for y'all? Um, it's been in fits and starts. Uh, part of the problem is is that we haven't been able to – we weren't able to get in, in into the house totally until yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the previous tenant – I don't know. I, I haven't mentioned this before, but the previous tenant was getting evicted uh, for noise complaints and violating the terms of the lease, including having more than two pets. Mm. Uh, at one point, uh, the landlord counted four dogs, five dogs in the house. Um, and it's not a big house. So how they were able to get four dogs in there without them killing each other is truly a mar- uh, uh, an incredible achievement. Was the previous ten- uh, was the previous tenant DMX by chance? You know, no. Okay. In a word, no. <laughs> but uh, the previous tenant did really like E and J. There were probably about a dozen E and J bottles littered throughout the house. I would say that's not a great sign, but you know, at least uh, you know what. Uh, maybe not DMX, but D- but but uh, DMX cousin. <laughs> I was gonna say those have D- these are starting to sound like DMX's qualities. Actually, uh, what's funny is. Uh, I don't know how I got sidetracked with DMX, but my cousin's in Rhode Island, so that he now kind of lives around Rhode Island, and he's, you know, he'll see him at bars, uh, shit face, and all that, uh, as you would expect DMX to be. So, DMX, we wish you the best, man. Uh, I bet he lives in Connecticut and just goes to Rhode Island to get drunk. That makes sense. It's cheaper in Rhode Island. Uh, love Rhode Island, but man, they have some uh, nasty drunks. Anyway, enough of all that. Uh, we'll, I'm sure by the time we have this next episode going, David will be coming live from his illustrious new crib with whatever nickname he bestows upon it the former trap house one might say um i think we might call this one the church because according to the landlord it used to be a church back in like the 40s what's with you and so, Fredericksburg and churches man <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you of all a people. Sign that i need to get back into the church yeah, i was gonna say you of all people man uh well and well uh god always has open arms david all right let's start with the let's start with and the, we can we can call your place the palace and well. we can just play from the church to the palace. <laughs> Who's the man with the dance? All right, so let's start with, uh, well, something up your alley. It's actually good. We were trying to record this yesterday, but 
fresh off the Caps win last night, up 3-1 in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, last time we had talked, they had lost to Tampa. They were down. I think they, t- t- uh, they lost either Game 3 or Game 4, but overcame all that. They're now in the driver's seat of the Stanley Cup Finals. It's hard to make me to believe. David, your thoughts as a, as a lifelong Caps fan. This is... This is wild, man. Like, I... It's... The mental block that clearly the Penguins were is just... It's... They've gotten over it. They've gotten past it. I don't know what to say. This team is resilient. They're kicking ass. They're getting goals, not just from the top line. It's not just Wilson, Kuznetsov, and Ovechkin. Dante... The Devontae Smith-Pelly has uh, put two in in the last two games. Yeah, that's right. Like, this is a guy who played... You know, he was averaging, like... 12 minutes a game, if that, in the regular season, and now he's got, now he's got two very important goals. I mean, Brooks Orpik scored a goal. Brooks Orpik, there was a hilarious thing on Twitter that I saw. There was some Finnish dude who apparently makes hockey odds and, you know, is a bookie. Uh, and so that Brooks Orpik in players who had played at least 900 games, there were like 280 of those players in the NHL. Of those... Uh, uh, of those players, Brooks Orpik was last in offense. He had scored one goal. Or he hadn't scored a goal in like four years. <laughs> Homie tweeted, and tonight he gets one. And fucking Ooh. Brooks Orpik got one. Uh, and it was it was incredible. And it's funny too to see, I know my brother has gone to a lot of the, when they're on the road and they open the Cap 1 arena up for free to fans. Uh, and he's planning yeah. on going tomorrow, uh, Thursday. And you know, he went. He's been for both of the home games and the finals outside the Capital One Arena. Uh, it's been it's been fun to watch. Uh, as you know, more of a, just an observer of hockey, and uh, you know, the, I've always been a Vegas Golden Knights fan since they came into the league. But it's been really fun to watch and really have the city not be so down on itself when it comes to sports. For once, it's a nice change of pace. The thing that I will say is that some of the stupid shit that people are doing at those Verizon watch parties, like the the Capital One watch parties, people are throwing trash on the ice. Uh, I've got more than a few friends who have been complaining about some of the racial slurs they've been hearing. Yeah, which, I mean, they already had that issue when the Caps played the Blackhawks this year in Chicago. It's like, come on, guys, fucking need. Yeah. Also, don't don't live down to the expectations, please. For the love of God. Yeah. I was so. Here's something I know we will both firmly agree on. Uh, Let's assume the Caps win on. You know what? Let's assume even if they don't win on Thursday, let's assume they win on uh, Sunday. Don't. I would love that. I would love for them to win it at home. I will take it if they win in Vegas. But but don't riot. Don't do stupid shit. Like, you know, I guess, you know, it's easier for me to sit here and, and tell people. It's, w- it's one thing to be happy, but, like, you didn't do that. Yeah. You didn't achieve anything. So don't use it as an Let's excuse to Let's be rational shit. about this. Like, if if uh, if Alexander Ovechkin starts doing donuts on the middle of Everybody. M Street right outside the Verizon <laughs> Center, the absolute, with the Capital One Arena, go for it. Yeah. That's fine. He's done this. He's... He has, he has stuck through all the conspiracy theories that he's fucking throwing games so we can go win a, a, a title for Russia in the World Cup. He's like, he's had to play with some dog shit people. He had to play through George McPhee trading Philip Forsberg for Martin Erat. Didn't work out as well as uh, McPhee would have liked. <laughs> Sometimes you're your own worst enemy. But so, yeah, Another- we're... Another thing that I want to point out is that this Vegas Knights team has uh, three different Capitals connections. McPhee. Um, Schmidt. 
Yeah. The, they're like top defensemen who, God, I, oh, I miss him. But he's doing, he's clearly doing okay for himself. Yeah. So you got to be And then the redheaded stepchild that was Cody Eakin. Mm. Who got traded to the Dallas Stars for I don't even remember who. <laughs> it's like watching uh, Swaggy P in the finals. Uh, where Yeah. What could have been. What yeah. you could still have. Yeah. You could still have a decent defender. Yeah. That's a, yeah. We'll say that for the NBA preview. Um, but anyway, so good luck to the Caps. Uh, you know, just good luck to hockey. Again, don't be an asshole if the Caps win. Be Have fun. Be respectful. Don't throw shit. Don't say racial slurs. I think that's a decent, I think that's like a decent expectation. That's the official stance of this podcast. Yes. Don't be a dickhead. Don't throw, don't throw trash. Don't use racial slurs. Yeah, I think that's just a good rule of thumb in life. You know, just uh, don't throw trash or throw racial slurs. That'll be the tagline to this podcast. Uh, speaking of, I guess, racial slurs, that's probably not a great segue, but uh, Pusha T's album came out on uh, last week. <laughs> Uh, there's really no other there's really no other way to segue that but uh Daytona fire fire seven tracks in 21 minutes but it is uh it is still fire he scrapped uh his he had had King Push famously sort of planned for a while his album and then he just Kanye commits him look I'm I'm in beat making mode let's just scrap this and Push was like yeah and then you know they just did it yeah 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 and uh the, I agree man it's it is fire look you and I go way back on uh, not to be hipster, uh, but let's be hipster for a second. We were always down with the clips. We were always down with every bit of it, and uh, so I've always. I even was okay with with Malice going Christian and becoming no Malice. Yeah, as long that's as... fine. Yeah. I've not listened to any of it, but that's, that's fine. Yeah, neither. But yeah, as long he found a better calling. I mean, Malice was also the guy on the clips albums who. And pushes talking. I don't. About this. I don't feel good about doing this. Right. I regret a lot of this. His his verse at the end on the last track of Lord Willen, which was "I'm Not You." That's one of my favorite verses because Malice comes in and goes at the time. Malice and he goes, "No, you guys understand. I know we're rapping about selling coke, but there's a lot of it, like there's a big downside to this. There's a huge sort of uh, there's a lot of negatives that come with this. I don't. I feel bad about it. I have. I feel like I have to do it. Yes, it pains me to see them need this. All of them lost souls and I'm their Jesus. Deepest regret and sympathy to the streets. I've seen them pay for their fix when their kids couldn't eat. So and with this in mind, I still didn't quit. And that's how I know that I ain't shit. And so, yeah, I guess that was sort of a natural calling for him. But I'm with you where it's, I, I respect both of those guys. And Push has made a great solo career out of himself. He's been doing his thing. He's been still keeping relevant. He's been still hot. So shout out to Pusha. Um, working working with everybody from, uh, I mean, he's worked with Tyler even. Like, yeah. The fact that you had a Pusha Pusha T Tyler the Creator collab song. Yeah. Was just out out. It was it was out there. It was wild. And it's a great track to bump because it's got a sweet bass line and it is nice in your car. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. look for anyone who yeah compl- yeah complains about Pusha T's lyrical lack of lyrical uh, diversity, there's some validity to it, because look, you know when you listen to a Pusha T album, it's just going to be about selling coke. But, you know, it's like Too, too Short only raps about what Too Short raps about. you you got to go in your comfort zone. If you think that I am going to sit here and listen to another album of Pusha T talking about selling coke, then you are absolutely, absolutely right. right. <laughs> you know why? Because it'll sound fucking great. <laughs> Absolutely, and it'll throw in some it'll throw in some sweet insults at people. That's the thing is, Pusher has beefed with P 
people for years. So because he's that, beefed yeah. with everybody. It's a lot of cash. So it's funny because I was, you know, it goes to the Drake thing, but that sort of in earnest started. Way speaking of clips, this started way back with. Uh, mm-hmm. You remember what happened? What happened to that boy? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Wasn't it Beanie? Wasn't it Beanie? Uh, it wasn't Beanie Siegel, but it was um, Birdman. Yeah, it was Birdman and somebody else. And, Cl- um, and Clips and Pharrell did the beat. One of those, but one of those other. Um, oh, Cash Money guy. Uh, one of those other Cash Money guys. You might be right. So I'll let me look that up. But so the beef started when Pharrell, who, if you don't know, Pharrell, you know, before he became a pop, I mean, he was always executive producer on the Clips albums, exclusive producer on the Clips albums, like he was with them from the beginning. And so Pharrell did that beat. Because they you, went to high school together. And if you know anything about Birdman, and David, we've established on the podcast before, if you know anything about Birdman, he will not pay you. So <laughs> Birdman is Birdman is the Donald Trump of the music industry. <laughs> he will Take find the money, any and keep every the money. way to nickel and dime you out of not paying. Uh, and that's why all the cash money crew is basically, you know. Broke. Broke. Um, and so Pharrell was pretty pissed off that hey i made this beat this was a big single and you didn't pay me any money uh, so the clips got mad at that and so then when uh when lil wayne sort of took their bape clothing and he wore it on a complex cover i think uh mm-hmm. they throw that's when mr me too came out that was actually a little people might not know he, he was wearing um i think it was bbc it wasn't bape it was okay. bbc look uh look that up if oh you might not be, let's see it was, either, but regardless, they threw a little shot at Wayne, and then Pusha years later kind of came at Wayne and, and Baby. But he also would take a little shots at Drake, and Drake I think took a shot or two back. But they were kind of subliminal. But now, because Push on Infrared at the last track of this album, the Daytona album, was more overt yep. about Drake. Yeah, uh, April eighth, two thousand eleven. Lil Wayne wearing a BBC ice cream, okay. uh, sw- like the ice cream full zips hoodies. That, uh, that which is a very Pharrell thing. Yes, uh, and then there was also the fact that Lil Wayne's dog shit clothing company, Truck Fit, basically, <laughs> basically ripped off all of like BBC and Play Clothes, which is uh, the Clips's clothing company. Yeah, uh, man, hip hop has some stupid beefs, and uh, <laughs> and so then Drake came out with. We both agreed, I, even though I'm a bigger Drake fan than you are. We both liked the uh, the Duffy freestyle. We Duffy both... freestyle is good. Yeah, but, but but he made the mistake of bringing Virginia Williams. Williams into it. I told you keep playing with my name and I'ma let it ring on you like Virginia Williams. So it's funny because when I first heard that, I didn't know that that was uh, Pusha's fiance, and I thought that was might have just been a clever little dig at Pharrell because Pharrell's from Virginia and his last name's Williams. But then it's it's perfectly fine. I'm okay with hip hop if you say whatever. Uh, but but. But if you, you bring somebody's family into it, when they have kept it exclusively business related, like, and I, I think that's that's the thing yeah. is that all of Push's like jabs at him have exclusively been about the music, right? And it's exclusively been about the, the business end of it. Yeah. As soon as you bring family into it, oh, all yeah. bets are off. Now it's funny too. I think there's a big feeling that Pusha sort of had this in his back pocket and was always sort of baiting Drake because he knew he had some stuff on him. Maybe oh, it was... I love the theory that uh, Pusha heard all this from ASAP Rocky. Ooh, that could, ooh, that would make sense, wouldn't it? I hadn't thought of that, but uh, mm-hmm. well, he's got to hear it from somebody because this is not, you can't find that, that, so Pusha for the response track 
as the cover used a picture of Drake in blackface from when before he was even famous. Like people couldn't have to Drake, reverse image. No, 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 no. Drake has been famous for like 20 something years. This is that. He like, was just, the he was just Drake. mild. He, he was, he was television soap opera famous. Right. It was Degrassi, but you know, uh, somebody on hip hop heads, like the day that, uh, on, on the Reddit, Reddit hip hop heads subreddit, um, the day that Pusha dropped story of a Didion, uh, Somebody found that photo, like, within an hour of the track being dropped. Yes, they found the other one from the... That's right, they found the other one no, no, from no, the it's, it's, it's like two photos that are joined yeah. together into yes. one. One is one where it's just, like, happy minstrel thing that we see, and the other, and one, the is other one is very somber. It's a crazy sort of... Pusha's got a lot of dirt. Now, again, I loved every little bit of it so far. I like Drake... When Pusha called him out and said, okay, send the money, send the invoice for the extra album sales you're claiming I'm going to get from your disc and then Drake said okay here's a hundred thousand dollar check and you go for push it. a response with a million right and I lo- like this is what I love about when you get a clever hip-hop beef and you know if put and if it's true that Drake fathered a child I mean listen man we've all we've Drake all hasn't stuff. refuted it right that's the thing the only thing that he's addressed from what Pusha did was the is photo. the photo yeah and that's it he didn't say hey I did not knock up this stripper I did not shoot up the strippers club and then fathered a baby and then not did you know did right by the baby which uh our official stance on underemployed if you have a child just do right by the child you know, I think it's a fair. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair that's a fair thing for us to stand by. So now I'm I know that it's sort of the rumors there that Drake's been told to kind of just ease off from it because it's only going to hurt him if he kind of keeps going at him. I honestly hope Drake comes back with him. I know Drake's got an album co- planned to come out later this month. I hope he does just because I like clever back and forth. I, I, really... I like the, the content. Yes. Uh, and it's. For me, I don't have a huge dog in this race. I'm not rooting. Ag- I'm certainly not rooting against either of them. Uh, I'm rooting. I'm hoping that this will make Drake become a better father. But <laughs> in general, I just I'm really enjoying the back and forth. So salute to all that. And now on the heels this of all, this is gonna okay. screw the relationship up though, because anything that Drake does from here on out will be seen as like, well, push it, put me on blast. I yeah. guess I have to be a father. Now. Yeah. Which on the other hand, you know what? It's better to be a good father out of you know, kind of shame that not at all. I guess. I don't Debatable. know. Debatable. Um, so kind of, it's funny, and caught in the middle of all that on these insults for Kanye, who since our last podcast, who we both uh, made clear that we agree that Kanye is an asshole. But I like Kanye's new album a lot. You did not, you were not digging it that much, which, you know, that's another, like the Pusha T album, it's seven tracks, 21 minutes. I liked it. The biggest reason I liked it was, and Kanye sort of talked about this in interviews, he backed off of a lot of the TMZ-like shit. He backed off of the crazy shit. He just made, he made non-controversial statements for the most part in his music. And, I, and my fear was that he was gonna make it a whole album about reaffirming his cuckoo-ness. Support for President Trump. Right, and he, I think he only mentioned the that line once. He didn't even, talk about him specifically he just mentioned the line about it like actually that we played on the podcast last week the slavery line I think he just mentioned it once I'm not sure if he mentioned Trump so I was personally happy that Kanye looked at the response said okay let me back up a little bit the beats were great uh I see I I, I have an entirely different feeling about it I thought that the production was was 
back on that Yeezy sparseness, which I absolutely cannot stand with Kanye. That's funny. Like, I disagree. If, I if felt Kanye like is going to make an album, I want him doing all of the lights where he's got yeah. thirty, where he's got thirty contributing artist credits <laughs> because he's got a symphony orchestra and like guitar comp compositions. Like I want that shit grandiose as hell. Same. Well, that's interesting because I thought it kind of what like. I, I'm with you. My least favorite Kanye is the Yeezus Kanye, where it was. That's we talked about it last week, last time. That's not Kanye. Kanye is not the minimalistic. He's not the. It only works in bits and pieces with him. But I do know with with I felt like with Ye, the new album, I felt like it was closer to a college dropout sound than a Yeezus sound. To me, I felt like. Okay, he's a little more soulful. He's a little more up. It's a little less dark and dreary like Jesus was. So, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I liked it. I liked. I also just liked that it was sort of a good companion piece to the Push album. I'm not a fan of having a seven track album, personally. I, I mean, I'm fine with it. That's true. Well, I mean, you're a big Pusher fan. Wouldn't you rather have another three or four decent tracks that you know he can produce? Those I guys. would rather have seven great tracks than 10 all right tracks. That's fair. So the official stance of underemployed is hip hop lives, I guess. I and mean, it definitely lives cuz <laughs> Vacation in Hell still bumps. Yes. <laughs> shout out to uh shout out to the Flatbush. Let's go back to sports for a minute just to touch on the NBA finals because uh, I'm sure that the world has all seen the J.R. Smith play from the end of game 1 between the Cavs and the Warriors. Well, first of all, the Cavs to our surprise won the series against Boston. Uh, David had them yes. being swept. I had them losing. Neither happened. Uh, wrong! That's wrong! The Cavaliers persevered and won, and by the Cavaliers, I mean LeBron James. And... <laughs> so, LeBron James and Kevin Kevin Love occasionally. Yes, Kevin The Love. rest of that team is such dog shit. As evidenced by the end of game one of the finals, where J.R. Smith, who's had a checkered pass, that's probably the nicest way I could put it, got an offensive rebound when the Cavaliers were tied. He dribbled the ball out thinking that they were ahead and hoping someone would No, he, him. he dribbled it out thinking they were playing half-court rules. Yes, that's right. He, had to, he got the rebound and had to clear the ball. And just... You could see at the end of game one, LeBron looking at him like, what the hell are you doing? And you could so, sort of see LeBron's Le soul... LeBron, think, LeBron thinking... Can I hide this? Can, can I dump this man's body in Lake Erie? <laughs> Actually, LeBron probably could get away with it at that point. You I, know, I wouldn't be surprised. Cuyahoga County probably has a LeBron exemption. I was watching it live, and I don't have a huge dog in the race, and I just, I was even going crazy going, what the, what the fuck, JR? What are you doing? And... You know, then JR, after the game, tried to not own up to it, even though you can clearly see on camera in the moment he says, I thought we were ahead. And then he, after the game, said, no, no, I knew what the score was. I, I was uh, trying to get a time. He was looking, he was looking for Kyrie. <laughs> he was looking to pass it to Kyrie. And he realized his only options were uh, Tristan Thompson. No, he, he... And George Hill and Rodney Hood. Shout out to George Hill for missing that free throw. And so... Now yeah, the, the, I'm gonna say it's not all. This isn't all Jr.'s fault, but it's mostly Jr.'s fault. Yeah, it's mostly <laughs> Jr.'s fault, but it's not all his fault. And look, for all of Jr.'s shortcomings, I don't. I'm someone who doesn't love piling on, but I do feel. Look, man, you're a professional athlete. You got to know the score in the NBA Finals. 
you got to know what the situation is and you can't do something like that where you cost your team a game possibly and so possibly he absolutely cost the team the game at least a good shot like if you're going to give lebron an open three to possibly win a game it'll take that a hundred times out of a hundred so the Cavs lost game one then they lost game two on sunday they i think yeah. they'll, they'll win one game <laughs> Yeah, I think I think they get the they get the one game, but and then it's a uh, gentleman's sweep, and then LeBron will uh, go off to Utah if David Hart is correct. I you know <laughs> I think Utah is a possibility. I don't think it's a definite. I, but, I, I mean, I'm rooting for Utah LeBron. Makes some sense. I'm rooting for LeBron to go to Utah just so we can stand here and I can say David Hart called it when no one else had it on their radar. I'm rooting for that just for you, man. I I just I, I go back to it like you've got Donovan Mitchell, you've got Rudy Gobert. You've got Ricky Rubio. Like, yeah, Rubio's a pass-first guard. Perfect. You've got a you've got a secondary scoring option. who's a great slasher with uh, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell, and you've got one of the best one of the best defensive players in the league in Rudy Gobert. Yeah, and they got like, a good. That's they got the help. Good three. That's the kind of help LeBron needs. And actually, they have Joe Inglis, who's a uh, who's just a kind of scrawny white guy from Australia, but he he's one of the best shooters in the he, league. Well, we saw how well LeBron worked with Della Vadova. Exactly. So he's already got the language thing going. Oh, he already speaks Australian. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. All right. All right. You win. <laughs> I see you've played knifey spoony before. Oh, David, I don't know if this... I can't believe that you're actually talking me into LeBron possibly going to Utah. <laughs> LeBron to the band, baby. LeBron. If, again, you heard it here on Underemployed. If LeBron goes to the Utah Jazz, we called it. And when I say we, I mean David. But we called it. We called it, and I want some credit. I want some monetary credit for David. Uh, Nobody's I, – I have not seen anyone say that he, it could happen. And, like, they've probably got the cap space. Yeah, because it's fucking Utah. It's Utah. <laughs> who's their highest – let's think – who is the Utah Jazz's highest paid player? Let's find that out Probably right still Carl Malone for some reason. I don't know, because Mitchell's a rookie, and he was kind of a mid-first-round pick. Gobert is a few years, maybe Gobert. Rudy Gobert, $21 million. Okay, that's a decent amount, but that's a recent contract. Other than that, they don't have anyone that's taking up a lot of cap space. So, yep. Yeah. They could, God. <laughs> it's starting to make so much sense I, now, isn't it? Yeah, that's the worst part. <laughs> LeBron would, LeBron, even though it's LeBron going to the West and LeBron going to a city that LeBron would, in theory, never, ever go to. Um, as a team-wise, why not? They're great. and <laughs> I mean, where else is he going to go in the East? Uh, Indianapolis? That's not happening. Washington. You know what? You heard it here. LeBron's he's not going, going, he's to, going to the going Wizards. To, he's going to agree to a sign-in trade. They're going to trade Otto Porter Jr., and they're going to get LeBron James. No, don't take Otto. Take uh, take Marcin Gortat and... Either Bradley Beal or John Wall. You can't, one can, of the two. You can't, you can't have hammer. Both, you can't have both we, both, both Wall and Beal. It does not work. Or you can't have Wall and LeBron because those are guard. Those are ball heavy guard. Oh, you know what? Houston made it work with Paul and uh, Harden. Who knows? Uh, you know what? That'll be another fun storyline for the Underemployed podcast. Is LeBron going to Utah? Where is LeBron going? Is it Utah? Uh, <laughs> we are fully on board with LeBron to the band, baby. God, this is stupid. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, speaking of uh, smooth transitions, so I wanted to give you a little bit of time to talk about the Champions League final. So, sh- speaking of Colin, uh, the Champions League final was about a week and a half ago. It was a week from last Saturday, and yep. Real Madrid won three to one. David, the the floor is yours. Um, I don't know why anyone's surprised that Madrid won. They have a deeper bench when you can pull guys like Gareth Bale, 
and uh, Casemiro and Varane off the bench. You're going to do better than Liverpool, whose backup option for Mo Salah, who should win the Ballon d'Or this year for his achievements in the for his achievements in the league season. You know, I doubt Egypt's going to really do anything in the World Cup, but Mo Salah should win the Ballon d'Or when when he gets injured and they have to pull Adam Lallana off the bench, who hasn't played consistently the entire year, has played maybe 10 games. They're fucked. And then and, uh, Sergio Ramos is a is, is a dirtbag. He's a great player, but he is an absolute dirtbag. He knew exactly what he was doing with that tackle, tucking Salah's, tucking Salah's off arm so that he could land on his left shoulder and dislocate it. Like, by the way, speaking of uh, speaking of dirt bags, uh, Zinedine also Zidane. Gareth Bale had one of the prettiest goals I've ever the, seen. The Gareth, kick. I still love you. Please come back to Spurs. Uh, the uh, speaking of potential scumbags, uh, Zinedine Zidane, who perhaps might be famous for his last game headbutting the guy right in the chest. Uh, you see, he's famous to be that, but to like the people like me who who, who watch yeah. soccer, Zidane is most famous for his Champions League goals. Like, yeah, that that headbutt was nuts. But at the same time, dude was insulting Zidane's mother. Oh, I, I don't blame him for doing it. I just think it's fun. Can you imagine if Michael Jordan's last game just he walked right up to Allen Iverson and kicked him right in the nuts and just walked away? Yes, I absolutely can. Well, Zidane, um, Zidane stepped down as manager of Madrid. That's why I, like, so that's why I brought you it had, up. So, yeah. You had Ronaldo talking about leaving, Bale talking about leaving, and then Zidane's like, ah, you guys talking, I'm about it, bye. <laughs> hey, man, if you can go out on top, go out on top. Three consecutive Champions Leagues. Uh, That's it. He hasn't won a league title, but he's, but he's won the Copa. He's won the Copa del Rey and he's won the Champions League. Like, it's not bad That's not for bad, a guy who, for a guy who, even I myself was like, Zidane's one of the all-time great players. All-time great players tend to not make good managers. Right, and that go, but that goes for every sport where, yeah, your instincts as a great player are hard to teach and it's hard to parlay. So it's why you often see role players, or in baseball you see catchers a lot because they have a lot going on, become managers. In basketball you see Steve Kerr, for example, who was a role player and one of the best ever Steve, role players. Steve, isn't Steve Kerr in the Hall of Fame? No, he's not. But he was—he's oh. got five rings. He's a great—he's one of the best shooters ever. He's a—but he's—he's one of the smartest guys ever, and so you can sort of see that. Teron Liu, who actually played on uh, my Lakers teams. Same thing. He was a guy off the bench and now he's coaching the Cavs. Tyron got stepped over Lou. Yeah. As well, hey, as a Lakers fan, I'll just say, uh, you know, I, I would just point at the scoreboard and say who won the series. I know Iverson won the game, but yeah, that's, that's, that's 17 years ago. I don't know why I would, why I would uh, worry about that. Because it was the last time your team was any good. Okay. That's wow. All right. Well, uh, just Lonzo Ball, future five-time MVP, ten-time champ. Just throwing it out there. Can't shoot worth a dick. Oh, man. I miss Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Shaq so much, man. Uh, anyway. This got sad really quick. Uh, I mean, we could get it angry again. No. no. I know your buttons. Yes, don't be PJ. <laughs> Shout out to PJ Anderson. Third podcast in a row. He's getting a name drop. Third pod running. Uh, I hope this not has not become a running joke with PJ Anderson because uh, he's... He's, he's a, a habitual line stepper. He's a habitual line stepper. 
Also, third time in a row, we're going to use the Charlie Murphy clip. So, shout out to <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is off the fucking rails. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, before I start crying about Shaq or about my lost childhood, uh, David, do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Um, the World Cup is coming, and we're not in it. To... Yeah, we're not in it. Um, and we don't deserve to be. The U.S. played like dog shit in that yeah. qualification. Um, I don't think the U.S. is going to really progress in the next couple of years as far as the quality of the soccer is concerned. Uh, we had there, – there were several people who were not like involved, involved with U.S. soccer running for the presidency. Uh, and none of those people won. Uh, you had Kyle Martino out there talking about, you know, putting futsal pitches across the country in, in you know, urban centers and in communities, rural to rural to urban, and how, you know, we needed to remove pay pay to play from the the U.S. soccer model, which is yeah. one of I think the single biggest things holding U.S. soccer back is the fact that the only way to get onto good teams and a, uh, around good competition it's is if you can pay for it. exorbitant amount of money. We're not yeah, even, it's like it's like AAU ball, you know, it, or it it should be like AAU ball where the teams pay the money and they have sponsors who pay the money for these yeah. kids to come out and play. Because if you look over in Europe, nine times out of ten, the kids who are playing well at a you know a high level don't come from wealth. They're working class kids. Their kids are their kids are coming from working class families. And so the issue is too one of the reasons why soccer that could be easily be a reason, and I'm I'm inclined to agree with you why soccer. Never quite. Everyone always seems to think soccer is going to hit that level in America, and even if it's still rising, it's never quite there, and it's never quite at that level. And it could just be nope. because of, you know, it, it's a lack of. It's the same. It's sort of different. Where baseball, for example, I think the biggest reason baseball can struggle is because you can't just pick up. You have to get so much equipment and the right place for baseball. You can't just go to a hoop. You know, basketball and soccer are the two most popular sports. <laughs> soccer and basketball because. They're the simplest games. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way to dribble up and down the court. Pick up a ball, put it in the hoop. Soccer is get a ball, kick it in the net. So, yeah. And I think another thing holding baseball back is the cultural things that go on within oh, yeah, baseball. For sure. Um, but, you know, within soccer, like, because you have this culture of, because soccer has sort of become nestled into, like, West Coast lacrosse. Like that's really it's really what it is. Like you have lacrosse in, in, in the northeast, and you have soccer in the south, the southwest. Like where it's this sort of hoity-toity thing for white dudes with swoopy hair to <laughs> to play to, and, and pick up yeah, sticks in to, high school. To, to run around and you know have a have a thing, and then you know get to college and play, and then turn down the prospect of playing in the pros because they can make more money in other jobs. Right. Like there are, there are MLS players who turn, you know, and, and good MLS players or good MLS uh, caliber players who turn the job down because they can make more money as a financial planner on wall street than playing football, yeah. soccer. Like how many, MB, how many NBA player prospects are going to do that? Turn down a job. None. so they could, Yeah. How many baseball None. players or, I mean, even football players, which has the least, guaranteed money in the least you know job protection you're not going to see guys do that because it's a yeah and and i think a big problem is that the mls has now got two two tiers to teams you have the teams that started when the when, when the league was first there like dc united columbus crew new england revolution um who live by this like very stringent financial guidelines 
back when the team basically owned and ran all of the franchises. And now, but now they've got uh, LAFC and Atlanta United and Minnesota United that are spending, you know, that are spending more money on one player than DC United spends on their entire fucking roster. Until until DC got Wayne Rooney. DC still doesn't have Rooney yet. Oh really? He hasn't. Even, he's not even there. Is he? Isn't? Don't they want him by the time they open the, the new stadium? They haven't ironed out the, the the details to his contract yet. Oh. And they're, you know, they're playing and they're playing, they're still playing at RFK or they're playing on the road until they open up Audi Stadium. I, say, then is, Audi I think mid-July-ish is when the new DC United Stadium in DC opens kind of right by Nats Park uh, for those like, who live in that area. It's, it's, it's just aggravating that DC United, who is one of the like, you know, the one of the, they're one of the founding teams in the league. They are the original dynasty in the league. And they won four titles, uh, they won three titles in the first six years of the league, you know. DC was everything. Yeah. DC DC did it all, um, and they're now owned by a team. They're now there's now an ownership group that just doesn't want to spend any money because they want to try to get revenue from a stadium that may not. Cut. You know, it's like the the you see this in sports a lot where cheap owners want a new stadium and then you, especially like for example the Tampa Bay Rays who have had terrible attendance. Where they're still stadium. not going to spend money. Right. That's the problem. So. Yeah, and and they're and they're doing and DC did the stupid thing that they always do, which is a thing that I've hated for years, where they give private companies who are making stadiums tax breaks. Yeah, they it, should get no tax breaks, or they I mean, shouldn't get public money to build those stadiums. Well, and it's also if they get a tax break, for example, is DC United going to move, or if they do, is that going to be a huge loss to the city? I don't get a tax break for that. I agree in general, but especially with a thing like DC United, like, why are they getting a tax break for a stadium that I don't know I how don't, many... I don't agree in any... I don't agree with yeah. any team getting a tax break on their stadium. The same, I mean, look look at what the look what the Atlanta Braves have done. Turner Field was fine. Right. Turner Field was absolutely fine. Now, in, in the Atlanta it Braves case... less than 20 years old. It might have needed some technological updates, yeah. but you don't need to build a whole new fucking stadium in Cobb County to do that. Now, as it turned out, the stadium... I'll give the Braves some credit because I'm generally with you. I will give the Braves a little credit where it turns out that they planned the location. It seems to be going well in Atlanta. However, I do agree with you where, for example, um, you don't see it a lot, but like the Jets and Giants MetLife Stadium was entirely funded by the Jets and Giants splitting it down the middle. Uh, yeah. The, my favorite baseball team, the San Francisco Giants, uh, AT&T Park now, as it's called, completely privately funded. It's It can be done. You don't, you know, Nats Park was very expensive. It was a little under $700 million, but you don't need that much money for a good baseball stadium. And a good sports stadium in general. You, we're not asking for people to put out loans. It's people who already have billions of dollars. Uh, exactly. Now, you know, now underemployed might not be always be the resist resistance to podcast but it's 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 a little silly at times i would like to at least see mostly more well, but, uh, the majority what pisses me off is like what the vikings did you know they go from that mall of america stadium to the u.s bank stadium and they basically strong-armed the minnesota government into giving them money right which is what every sports team does because they're they're always using the threat to move and I don't, it's it's a little kind of unfair. I mean, actually, the Rams sort of did it. And the Rams had legit thing where they were going, look, we're not getting good attendance. Our stadium is terrible. And I think St. Louis just said we're not, I could be wrong. Uh, I, if, if I'm wrong, I will either put a note at the beginning of this podcast or something for the next one. But I think St. the Rams, Stan Kroenke, just said, all right, you guys are going to give me money. My stadium's dog shit. I'm going to move to L.A. because I have the money. So... Stan Kroenke, to his credit, I think mostly built his new, what they're going to 
playing in LA, mostly from his own money. So it can be done. Most of the money that he's getting from Arsenal. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> hey, man, you got to make your money somewhat. Uh, oh, you know what? So real quick. He uh, does it by robbing the English blind. I love it. Real quick before we get out, I wanted to just quickly say, because uh, this show has has mentioned Cougars in the past. Uh, there was a few weeks ago, there was a in Washington State, not Washington, D.C., Washington State, uh, the secondary Washington, as we call it around here. Uh, there was a Cougar attack on a bike trail. Uh, a Cougar was sort of stalking a biker, and he just went after him and, and took Probably it thought it was a gazelle. <laughs> yeah, white people and gazelles always look alike and uh they do. And so look, the 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 washington state you know police department said it's only the second cougar death attack they've had in 100 years i'm here to tell you don't believe that that's a lie put out by big government by big brother always keep an eye out for a cougar that cougar will kill you if it gets a chance all right we're just don't believe the lamestream media that's right all the lamestream media will say oh cougars are not aggressive man bullshit all right don't ever let a cougar t- take you or your family away from you. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Good. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this has been Underemployed. Sorry we were late this th- th- this episode. Um, David, life move. got in the way. Yeah. Dude, moving yeah, no. moving at the end of the day is is almost is as important as a podcast. I wouldn't say one's more important than the other. I mean, moving's more important considering this podcast makes me no money. Not yet. Not yet. Pick up my phone, say Papa not home Sex all night, bad hair